Here comes a brand new episode in yeah. Rest in peace, Craig Mack, the first bad boy. Welcome to episode two of season three of Tea with Tammy, the podcast show. Today, unfortunately, I'm feeling under the weather, but I'm not going to let that stop the show from going on because to keep it 1000 with you all, one of the critiques of last season was consistency. And so this season, I'm going to try really hard to not have any bye weeks. So no days off. We grinding out here, even on our sick days. So hopefully you all appreciate that because your girl does not feel well. But anyway, we have a lot to get into this episode, trust me. But before we deep dive, you know we gotta sip some damn tea. So today's tea is Stee's Iced Green Tea, and the flavor is grapefruit honey. It actually comes in a nice little can. It's organic, and I'm about to try it for the very first time. You know, it's good. It tastes like half and half from Arizona. So that's really good, to be honest. (laughs) It was a bit pricey. It was about $3 from my local grocery store, which was H-E-B, because I'm from Texas. You know, repping. But um, it's actually a good tea. I'm not going to lie. So it's Steez Tea, S-T-E-A-Z, organic, ice cream tea, grapefruit honey. So check it out. So as I sip this tea, let's uh let's also spill some, shall we? <laughs> okay, um did y'all watch that crazy ass throwback interview of OJ Simpson? Um in in this video, he is recalling the night of the infamous murder as if he would have done it. <laughs> and that off top is already crazy like why are you gonna speak towards something that you are you know publicly saying that you're innocent too but paint a picture still as if you're guilty why why would you do that to yourself well he willingly did that he did a full interview on 2020 i believe and in in the video he is just Oh man, he is an extreme psychopath because he is laughing. He is very detailed as if he would have done it, you know, right? And he is also very deranged. Like he just doesn't seem all there. And overall, the interview, I'm going to keep it 1000 once again. It was chilling. It was very creepy. It gave me goosebumps. And it only solidified that he indeed murdered that woman. (laughs) like there is no doubt about it there is no question about it he definitely killed somebody okay and i mean he's lucky that double jeopardy exists he really is because he basically told on himself okay and i can't imagine what his his friends his family (laughs) thinks of him after that interview but man was it self-incriminating but i mean hey like i said double jeopardy right Anyways, let's let's get off the juice. Let's uh let's get back to the tea. Uh 
off top, right? That was kind of funny. Anyways, let's uh, let's talk about Big Sean and Janae Aiko. Um, Aiko. Still don't even know what the fuck her, her last name is. <laughs> I think it's Aiko. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tweet me, please. T with Tammy. Um, but anyways, supposedly, you know, Big Sean had cheated on her with Nicole from the Pussycat Dolls. You know, it ended up all being false. And it was told from the source. Um, herself, Janae, you know, came directly from the source. And, you know, it's just another lesson that we shouldn't quickly fall for rumors. But what I will say is that those tweets, <laughs> those black men don't cheat tweets are hilarious. Those have me dying all day, every day. Because y'all are really out here pushing that ridiculous <laughs> propaganda, aren't y'all? <laughs> and of course black men cheat. Like, are you, are you dumb? Remy Ma voice. Are you dumb? Because, of course, black men cheat. If black men... Hey, listen to this. If black men didn't cheat, I would not be here. And that's some real tea for that ass, okay? <laughs> but moving on, let me get my foot off y'all's necks. I don't want to be letting too many cats out the bag. But let's keep it real. Y'all know y'all cheat. Anyway, um, we've got a lot of many topics to discuss. But um, before we cover those topics, let's let's do a quick recap of the awesomeness content that was published on TWTammy.com in the past week. Of course, every Monday we have a new TWT sound playlist with 10 hot songs. And this past Monday we had volume 72. 72, y'all. I'm out here. Okay, so don't you dare ever say, hey, I ain't got nothing to list to. I ain't got no new music. Um, if you don't go to TeaWithTammy.com <laughs> and listen to one of these volumes, I'm going to need you to get your life together. Okay, no complaints. Okay, no complaints. Also, make sure to check out the TWT South by Southwest Survival Guide. South by Southwest is in full swing as we speak. And the tips that I give for the South by Southwest goers are, are really beneficial if you're trying to have, you know, the best experience possible. So definitely check that out. And also, I've started writing features for artists on the Tiwatami site. So, you know, this is an opportunity to really highlight an artist. It's an artist spotlight, if you will, that will explain you know who they are what their goals are and essentially what their sound is musically so definitely check out the latest and the newest feature that i wrote of jmac the dragon at teawithtammy.com and of course we're spelling that t-e-a-w-i-t-h-t-a-m-i.com but let's keep things moving all right let's get into these mini topics even though they're fully loaded um first mini topic okay Let's talk about Logic. And I'm starting with Logic because he was mentioned in the last episode and how, you know, it's been a little quiet for him after he dropped that phone number song. And of course, in efforts to shut my ass right up, <laughs> Logic immediately dropped a project immediately after I said what I said. And he dropped Bobby Tarantino number two. And... I'm not going to give a full review. I'm not going to do that. We're not going to do that today. I'm sorry. But I will say 
that sonically it was it was really good I was really vibing with it sonically and you know I was just there listening to him rap how I love for him to rap which is fast which is gritty and I was hearing him over those beats that I love which are like trap like or just really authentic hip-hop beats that are just theatrical and really booming and then I was like skr skr wait a minute and let me know if this is a reach. But as I was listening to it and fully enjoying the sounds of the project, I was like, hold up. Is this logic in blackface? <laughs> is this is this nigga really just feeding into my nigga tendencies and my nigga likes, if you will? You know, us us <laughs> us hip hop heads, you know, we just love the sounds of, you know, that that black trap rap. And that's what Logic was giving us. And I felt like he was kind of just playing a role and kind of feeding into what people have been wanting from him. And it just felt like blackface to me. And, you know, that might be a reach. That might be a stretch. Let me know if it is. T with Tammy on Twitter. But damn, that's how I was feeling. And it's sad because I really couldn't differentiate between if if Logic was quote unquote back or if he was quote unquote black for the time meaning. <laughs> so I, I don't know. But nonetheless, the project still very enjoyable because I mean, I've been a fan of Logic for years. He makes good music. I'm not going to lie. He at one point was in my, you know, current modern day top five back when also B.O.B. was in that top five. But so y'all know that's that's really some time ago. But uh, <laughs> I've been rocking with Logic for a while. And so overall, the project, yes, sounds sounds good. But man, did it sound like blackface? But let's let's get off the blackface. Let's get into some black excellence really quickly. Black Panther has hit one billion plus in sales in the box office. Yes, that's a billion with a B. And so congratulations to everyone involved in Black Panther because that is just doing so many great things for the culture and for Marvel, right? <laughs> And, you know, A Wrinkle in Time is number two in the box office. So shout out to all the melanin that's in that film. Um, and Ava, you know, she's doing her thing as a director. So she's killing it. Black excellence. And have y'all seen my homie Lakeith Stanfield? Um, he was also, um, or he is in Short Term 12. Uh, he is in Get Out. And um, he is also in Atlanta. He is, you know, the skinny high guy. <laughs> and so he is actually going to be a lead in a new movie called Sorry for, for Bothering You. I, I believe that's the title. It has an interesting premise. I encourage you to check out the trailer because I don't know how exactly I feel about the movie. But I'm just glad him as a strong black man is doing his thing and has a lead role in a movie. So shout out to Lakeith. Lakeith Stanfield, if you will, okay? And of course, we gotta mention Insecure is in the works. Insecure is coming back, because y'all know I love my girl Issa Rae. Awkward black girl for life. You reunite, okay? I'm waiting on it. So Insecure season three, waiting on you at the dough. Honorable mentions, um, Gronish has been doing great. Gronish has a beautiful melon, 
melanin-filled cast. And of course, Black podcasts are taking over. Slowly but surely, we are going to take over the world. All I hear about now is just podcasts. And nine times out of the ten, they're Black people. <laughs> okay? And so we're just serving entertainment in every every medium. And I just love witnessing it. And so that's Black excellence for that ass. But we all know, along with black excellence, there's also black ratchetness. And speaking of ratchet, let's chat about the the love and hip-hop franchise, shall we? Okay, so over the last three seasons, being Hollywood, New York, and now Miami, there have been some very problematic cast members and things said. But essentially, I think it's really had some teaching moments and some lessons learned. And overall, I actually think it's important that um, we continue to have platforms like Love & Hip Hop and ignorant people on these platforms to display to the world so we know what not to do and what not to say. Okay. And so, for example, on Hollywood, we had Hazel E. Remember when she was saying that all the black girls on the show hated her because those black girls couldn't pass the paper bag test. Um, she, you know, that was a knock at their, at their skin tone, um, because she is a lighter skin. Very pro- problematic. She has suffered some consequences and lost some deals from that. We discussed that in season two. You know, she, she got what she deserved. And in New York, we had um, a young gentleman going at a, a gay woman saying, you know, who, who are you trying to be? Who do you want to be, a man or a woman? You got to decide. And he was kind of pressuring her to, to kind of pick. And that was um, Snoop, if you know Snoop from The Wire. Snoop from The Wire, you know, she, she has um, masculine tendencies. But at the end of the day, she is a woman who likes women. And it was, it was very offensive for, for that man to kind of confront her and say that she has to choose how she wants to live her life and how she identifies and so that was very problematic but you know it was great to display on on tv so people know that there are people out here who are ignorant you know to lifestyles of different communities and they need to be educated and one of the last instances that happened was on miami about colorism as well with uh, amada uh is it lamada la negra i think i'm saying that right amada la negra <laughs> Yeah, I think I got it right. But, um, you know, she was going against a, a young producer by the name of Young Hollywood who just didn't understand how she identifies as Afro-Latina. And he was saying that, you know, she's not really black. She She's nothing but Spanish and she needs to stop fronting and, you know, it's just all for show. Uh, also, of course, comments that are very problematic. And so I just had to bring some light to this because these are very important topics in the culture and I'm glad they're being discussed. And I never thought Love and Hip Hop would would be the one or the platform to to bring it to light, but uh, they are. And so shout out to Love and Hip Hop, the franchise, even though they are ratchet. (laughs) Another mini topic. I'm just going to skim over this because to be honest, I really just don't care. But... (laughs) But it's the beef between Tory Lanez and Travis Scott. And I know in, on paper, in theory, it sounds really entertaining, but it, it's not. I mean, it's really, it's just really not. Um, you know, just a quick recap. You know, it's been brought up to, to Tory. You know, you sound like other artists. 
And, you know, he, he says, how can I sound like someone I've written for? And so he gives an example being Travis Scott. And, you know, he always gives credit saying that, you know, Tra- Travis Scott is a legend. You know, he, he's great at what he does. I would, I wouldn't myself say a legend, but you know, these are Tory's words. But, um, Travis felt a type of way, you know, it's taking away from his credibility that Tory is saying these things that he doesn't sound nothing like Travis because he writes for Travis when really he's only written, you know, one verse one time for Travis. And so there was a little conflict and they had a little, potential scuffle nothing happened i didn't see anyone lay any hands on anyone in the brief one minute video i saw of them you know yelling at each other but nothing came of it i don't care of it um it's exactly what you know is being said it's tori does sound like other artists and i do agree with tori in a way saying that how can i sound like someone i've written for but He's only written one verse one time. And so I don't understand how he can have a solid argument to say he doesn't sound like someone because he's written, you know, a few words one time. It's not like he wrote a cadence. He didn't write autotune. He didn't write the melody. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. I don't see, I don't know the, ex- the, the extent of what he wrote for Travis, but I can see both sides and I think they'll just, wash their hands of it and just go their separate ways and we probably won't get a collab any anytime soon which I'm not crying over and uh let's just move on because like I said it's really not that important next to mention or a last of the many topics I want to mention is that spring is here okay it is spring break as I speak it's unfortunate because I have a full ass job (laughs) and I'm under the weather but hey spring is still here the sun is coming out I'm getting all my sundresses out of the back of my closet I am ready okay I'm ready for thought season It's my favorite season. People are slowly breaking up with their significant others. People are getting together their their road trip playlist mixes. I'm all for it. I love it. Spring is my season. I love, you know, the sun being out in a, a light breeze. It's just it just makes my day. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> so I had to mention that. <laughs> There's not much to add for the topic other than I'm glad it's here. And I will say that uh, maybe I'll put together a little spring 18, you know, tea, tea with Tammy mix. Uh, if y'all, y'all play your cards right. If y'all, if y'all promote my shit, I might do some shit for y'all. But anyway, let's get into some main topics, okay? And it's a lot, it's a lot to handle, but uh, we're, we're going to see what 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 is said <laughs> i have two main topics let's start with the hip-hop shit and we'll get in the real life shit so hip-hop shit let's talk about the hip-hop mount rushmore okay there's been some some talk around town you know of you know who deserves to be on a hip-hop mount rushmore And, you know, we can take many different angles to this. I'm just going to tackle one, and that will be essentially influence. But 
some people have taken the angle of the Mount Rushmore being essentially their top four. But I think when you say Mount Rushmore, it's the the top influencers, you know, of the hip hop game. Who has really made an impact on this shit? Who do we go to for the newest? Who do we turn to for the latest? Who who have we inspired to be over time? And so that's that's what I'm picturing when I say hip hop Mount Rushmore. Of course, I know some of you <laughs> some of you all are curious on what my Mount Rushmore would be, but let's not just let's get into that quite yet. Let's go over who is eligible for the Mount Rushmore. I would say of of course Jay Z, off top. Pac and Biggie or, or you know infamous go-tos people may say someone like Black Thought someone may say someone like a Kanye um Little Wayne Little Kim Queen Latifah Snoop Dogg 50 Cent Little John these are all big important figures in hip-hop who have in some point changed sound in music or change how people move change how people rhyme change how people dress um you know just change how people dance so many you know influencers me personally i wouldn't put Pac or biggie on the mount rushmore because i don't think and please, 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 please don't crucify me. <laughs> I don't think they implemented anything new to the hip hop game besides death. I know that can sound really harsh, but I mean, before Pac, there was storytelling. Before Pac, there was conscious rap. Before Biggie, there was gangster rap. Like, people were in the streets. People were doing, rapping about drugs before Biggie. It's just, you know, they were, they were the mainstream acts. They, they had their, you know, popular beef. And then they ended up passing because of the beef. And so it just all was amplified because of the situation. But I don't think much influence was made to the actual sound of hip hop during their time. They didn't, I don't think they changed anything, but that's just my opinion. I definitely respect them as legends, but that's, you know, that's a, an unpopular opinion that I would say I would have for the Mount Rushmore. Now, who I would say I would have on my Mount Rushmore that people may not or may agree with is T-Pain. T-Pain is so like, I don't want to say underrated because we all know who T-Pain is, but I feel like he, he goes forgotten. And I know this was like a, a thought or um, a like-minded stance that Joe Budden had when he was back on Everyday Struggle and they had T-Pain as a guest. And, you know, Joe Budden would always say, you know, the reason why I don't bring T-Pain up in any discussion when talking about greats and legends is because it should be automatically known. And I'm exactly the same way, but in the opposite that we should be mentioning his name. We should be mentioning his name even more often because I don't like when our legends go forgotten. I like when people are, you know, still paying homage and T-Pain is still very relevant today. He is still remixing people's songs and making them better. I.e. Cardi's Cartier Barty. <laughs> and so he is still a living legend, still putting in work today, making good music and changing sound. Like he, he did that for, 
for auto-tune. Like, I'm in love with the stripper changed things for me in middle school. It changed the sound of music. Him snapping and, you know, leaning and rocking along with others in, in other songs as well and becoming the remix king or the feature king. He, he changed sound. He changed, he changed the sound of music at one point. And so he goes unforgotten, but I think he's a very important figure in hip hop. And we all know who else I'm going to say in my, in my Mount Rushmore. And I don't think I mentioned this, but Mount Rushmore has four, right? I think there's four heads. And so it's four people. It's essentially saying your top four for this topic. And so another person I would say is Drake. I think Drake did change the sound. He may not have changed the sound to something original, but I think he did change the sound of music. He put a new pace to music. He set new expectations for music when he dropped So Far Gone and that being a mixtape. Um, I think he, he's influenced a lot of other artists under him, obviously, for the, the sounds that we're getting. A lot of music that I listen to now, I'm like, hmm, this sounds like Drake. And so that definitely is an artist I would put on my Mount Rushmore. Another artist, similar, I'm not, I'm not going to say similar, but in Drake's family is Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne definitely is such an influencer and it sucks right now the situation that he's in with his legal battles with Birdman but I hope people don't forget that he has changed so much multiple times. He's changed the sound of music or just the you know, aspects and culture multiple times. You know, he's gone from that hot boy, that gangster to that skateboard rocker. And it's like zero to a hundred. It's yin and yang. And it's all worked for him somehow. Some stuff I haven't liked, but essentially it has worked for Wayne. And that's amazing. How can an artist switch up their style and, and make other people along with them changed as well and it work and so i think little wayne has a lot of pool a lot of influence that goes unfor you know that goes forgotten unfortunately due to his legal situation right now so don't sleep on wayne um so far that's three i have t-pain drake and little wayne i'm not too sure who else you would all put in y'all's you know mount rushmore some people would say maybe like bun b or pimp c um masterpiece i'm just thinking of throwback legends who you know have made a staple in the industry dr dre baby um i said snoop it's a tough it's a tough topic but the last person i would add um to my mount rushmore um and i hate that it's not a woman because i want to be able to say that we had i mean <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is so hard because I want I want to say little Kim, right? I, like I want to, but it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. She has influence. She has influence. A lot of female rappers. She she really has. But as for sound, I don't I don't know. And an impact. Mm, I mean, because okay. It'd be her or Kanye for that for that fourth spot. Little Kim or Kanye. And uh, I want to lean more towards Kanye because, you know, he's also influenced and changed the sound of hip hop. Back when him and 50 had their little, you know, <laughs> their little album battle, he changed the sound. We transitioned from 
hardcore, you know, gangster rap to his sonically a little bit more lighter backpack music, um, a little bit more conscious, a little bit more poetry, poetry infused, you know? And so he did that for the industry and I appreciate that. And then he brought in good music. And so, you know, he changed the sound of the industry. Little Kim, not too sure if I can say she did that on her own. I mean, she had a lot of cosigns. She she was part of an entourage, a mafia, if you will. Um, but all I can say is she's really, you know, influenced just a few women. You know, she hasn't influenced the game. Ugh, and I hate to say that because, you know, like I want to, I want to be able to put a, a woman in the fourth spot, but I just can't. I just can't right now. I'd rather put Kanye there. But that's my uh, Mount Rushmore for hip-hop as for influence. Um, Soon we'll have a top five combo. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to have that combo in here. But I'm going to save that for a later podcast with some guests so we can really get into a roundtable discussion. But let me know what you all think of my Mount Rushmore and let me know who um, is in your Mount Rushmore because I'm very curious. I'm pretty certain I've left out a lot of important artists and that's not intentional. I'm just going off top like (laughs) I have nothing written down right now. (laughs) And so I know as soon as I'm done recording and I'm editing this, I'm like, damn, I should have said this, but oh well. The other main topic that I have is more so a question that I need And I need you all to answer. And that question is, is everyone for everybody? (laughs) And by that I mean, is just cheating and having a side piece the new norm? Because, I mean, people are more and more openly talking about having their side pieces or happily being the side piece. And, you know, I'm I'm just curious, is this what... Is this what we're doing? Should I be jumping on this bandwagon or should I be jumping ship? I'm not too sure because I listen to other podcasts. I, I, I listen to, you know, I eavesdrop on conversations, you know, I watch movies, I listen to songs and it doesn't seem like anyone's upset about being the side. And I mean, people may put blame on SZA for that, but this, this started, you know, a bit you know a bit sooner than her album dropping or the weekend that song she has dropping like people were openly talking about you know oh I gotta go by my side so real quick I gotta go swing by my little rotation real quick or oh let's see who's up next on the roster or you know what I mean I'm just like oh is this what how we're supposed to be talking is everyone for everybody is no one committed anymore that's what it's seeming like and you know what I'm not mad at it. I'm just, I'm just confused. I didn't get the memo. (laughs) No one prepared me for this lifestyle. And if that's what we're doing, so be it, you know, fine, do what makes you happy. But, um, I still have the thought in the back of my head that thinks, you know, people are crazy if they're just willingly happy to be the side, but I understand it. I'm very open-minded. I understand why someone would sign up to be the side piece. I get it. I understand it. There's less responsibility. (laughs) You know what I mean? You you get to send them home at the end of the day. (laughs) Trust me, I get it. But if you're out here 
a man or woman having a conversation with friends and you're openly talking about your side piece as if it is okay to have one, I want to know, are you then in an open relationship or are you cheating? And, you know, if you're not in an open relationship and you are cheating, are you then saying cheating is okay? Are you saying that cheating is no longer an issue? Are you saying everyone is for everybody? <laughs> Essentially what I'm getting at. Like, you're, you're just free to roam and just, you know, stick your thing in anything. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like that's the direction that we're moving in. Everyone is for everybody. Um, I'm not too sure if I, I like the sound of that. I understand why, you know, why open relationships exist. But, um, is this the new norm? Is this what we're moving into? Should I be preparing myself to, um, share my nigga? <laughs> because, um, that's not uh, essentially what, uh, I imagined for myself. Let me know. Is cheating okay? Is everyone for everybody? Is this the new norm? Or is that just the select few? Or, or are people just gassing up their own lives and they really don't have any side pieces? I don't know. It could be any of those things. Um, but yeah, I just had, had to mention that because more and more, I just hear people openly talking about, oh yeah, I'm about to go pick up my side or my side is tripping. (laughs) And I'm like, damn, where the main at then? Okay. But all right. Let's move on. Now that we've gotten our main topics out of the way, I just have to um, take the time to talk some shit. You know, that's what we do here. We sip tea and we talk shit. And so let me get this off my chest and it'll be brief. But I am just sick of and I am tired of the braggadocious raps. I'm over it. I'm done. Like, <sighs> like I don't care that your ice drips. <laughs> I don't care that the price just went up. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck that you took the top off the Maybach. You sound stupid, okay? I don't give a fuck that you took the top off the Maybach. Stop trying to flex all the goddamn time and tell a story every once in a while, okay? We like bars, too. Yes, drip, clip, sip, rip, I get it. Tell a story now, my nigga. I don't want to hear about your chain and how it hangs low and how it glistens in the snow. I don't give a fuck. That's just me. Now, I'm not going to lie. Every once in a while, you know, there's a time and a place. You're at the club or you, you know, you bouncing in your car. You know, you just want to, you know, you just want to blast some Rick Ross and feel like a boss. Like, I get it. But I just feel like now we're just oversaturated with people talking about the things that they have. And this is not even coming from like a broke, like jealous perspective. I'm just, I'm just tired of it because everything that people are name dropping in their songs, I've already heard before. Yeah, that's great that you have a Maybach future. I'm so proud of you. Have you heard of Maybach music maybe? (laughs) Like, I know what a Maybach is now. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know what the price tag is. That's great that you can afford that. Tell me something new. (laughs) What's going on in your life, future? How's Sierra? (laughs) Like, I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> but that's just me. I just had to talk my shit really briefly because I'm just tired of it. Tell a damn story. Okay, let me get off of it. But um, we had a great episode. We talked about a lot. We covered the whole Big Sean fiasco, the OJ interview. We talked about Logic News new project black panther doing numbers in the building okay in the box office and we talked about you know hip-hop rushmore and how everyone is for everybody um definitely check out tbatammy.com lots of great content is on the website right now definitely check out that south by southwest survival guide because south by southwest is still going on right now during spring break so in order to have the best experience read that article i'll have the link and um Lots of great things to come. More features highlighting great artists. Uh, I'll probably post those on Mondays along with the playlist for Tea with Tammy Sound. Um, I've been slacking on Sex with Tammy, um, mostly because no one has really been listening to it. But if there's a demand, I'll definitely make it. So let me know at Tea with Tammy on Twitter if you would like another Sex with Tammy playlist. And I would also like to shout out the homies um, with YF Mania. Um, I was able to sponsor a great event just recently that highlighted and showcased a lot of great talent and artists. Artists such as J-Mac the Dragon, who I did a feature on, Banco from Texas, Shelly Nix, and much more uh, local Texas rappers. And so shout out to all of them. They're doing big things and they're grinding hard. Um, and it was really great to, to say that I sponsored an event that was, that was new for me. And so Tea with Tammy is, is expanding and it's growing in the name. So, hey, the price just went up, right? <laughs> I'm such a hypocrite. <laughs> and also, I would like to remind you all that the title of this season, season three is called Make It or Break It. And just to give more depth or explanation as to why I named the season Make It or Break It, is because we got to make something happen. <laughs> we got to do it. We got to make it happen this season. And I am dead ass. And so we are going to grind as hard as possible. We're going to be out there. We're going to be networking. We're going to be collaborating. We're going to be doing everything. Tea with Tammy is going to be in your streets, on your timeline, in your face. And, you know, by the end of the season, if shit ain't popped off, hey, then unfortunately we broke it. But um, if shit is popping by the end of the season, hey, we made it. So make it or break it. That's the season title. So um, hop on the bandwagon, start supporting so we can make it. But in the meantime, until next episode, um, you can definitely buy some Steez tea. That was today's um, tea. And again, the flavor is iced green tea, grapefruit honey. But if, if you don't want to try this one, Make sure to buy your own and some other flavor because that's what I'm going to need you to do in the meantime. Sip some damn tea.